Atis Cultus of the Merchant Fairs by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Actus Cultus. Enter the Duke, the Venericos, Antonio, Bassanio, and Gratiano. What is Antonio here? Ready, so please your grace. I am sorry for thee. Thou art come to answer a stony adversary, an inhuman wretch, incapable of pity, void and empty from any dram of mercy. I have heard. Your grace hath taken great pains to qualify his rigorous course, but since he stands obdurate, and that no lawful means can carry me out of his envy's reach, I do oppose my patience to his fury and I am armed to suffer with the quietness of spirit, the very tyranny and rage of his. Go, one, and call the Jew into the court. He is ready at the door. He comes, my lord. Enter Shylock. Make room, and let him stand before our face. Shylock, the world thinks, and I think so too, that thou but leads this fashion of thy malice to the last hour of act. And then tis thought thou'll show thy mercy, and remorse more strange than is thy strange apparent cruelty. And where thou now extracts the penalty, which is a pound of this poor merchant's flesh, thou wilt not only loose the forfeiture, but touched with human gentleness and love, forgive a moiety of the principal, glancing an eye of pity on his losses, that have of late so huddled on his back enow to press a royal merchant down and pluck commiseration of his state from brassy bosoms and rough hearts of flint from stubborn turks and tartars never trained to offices of tender courtesy we all expect a gentle answer jew i have possessed your grace of what i purpose and by our holy sabbath have i sworn to have the due and forfeit of my bond if you deny it let the danger light upon your charter and your city's freedom. You'll ask me why I rather choose to have a weight of carrion flesh than to receive three thousand ducats. I'll not answer that, but say it is my humour. Is it answered? What if my house be troubled with a rat, and I be pleased to give ten thousand ducats to have it baned? What, are you answered yet? Some men there are love not a gaping pig, some that are mad if they behold a cat, and others, when the bagpipe sings of the nose, cannot contain their urine, for affection masters of passion sways it to the mood of what it likes or loathes. Now, for your answer, as there is no firm reason to be rendered why he cannot abide a gaping pig, why he a harmless necessary cat why he a woollen bagpipe but of course must yield to such inevitable shame as to offend himself being offended so can i give no reason no i will not more than a lodged hate and a certain loathing i bear antonio that i follow thus a losing suit against him are you answered this is no answer thou unfeeling man to excuse the current of thy cruelty. I am not bound to please thee with my answer. Do all men kill the things they do not love? 
hates any man the thing he would not kill every offence is not a hate at first what wouldst thou have a serpent sting thee twice i pray you think you question with a jew you may as well go stand upon the beach and bid the main flood bait his usual height or even as well use question with the wolf why he hath made the ewe bleat for the lamb you may as well forbid the mountain pines to waggle their high-tops and to make no noise when they are fretted with the gusts of heaven you may as well do anything most hard and seek to soften that than which would harden his jewish heart therefore i do beseech you make no more offers use not farther means but with all brief and plain convenience let me have judgment and the jew his will for thy three thousand ducats here is six if every ducat in six thousand ducats were in six parts and every part a ducat i would not draw them i would have my bond how shalt thou hope for mercy rendering none what judgment shall i dread doing no wrong you have among you many a purchased slave which like your asses and your dogs and mules you use in abject and in slavish parts because you bought them shall i say to you let them be free marry them to your heirs why sweat they under burdens let their beds be made as soft as yours and let their pallets be seasoned with such viands you will answer the slaves are ours so do i answer you the pound of flesh which i demand of him is dearly bought tis mine and i will have it if you deny me fie upon your law there is no force in the decrees of venice i stand for judgment answer shall i have it upon my power i may dismiss this court unless bellario a learned doctor whom i have sent for to determine this come here to-day my lord here stays without a messenger with letters from the doctor new come from padua bring us the letter call the messenger good cheer antonio what man courage yet the jew shall have my flesh blood bones and all ere thou shalt lose for me one drop of blood i am tainted whether of the flock meetest for death the weakest kind of fruit drops earliest to the ground and so let me you cannot better be employed bassanio than to lie still and write mine epitaph enter nerissa just like a glorious clerk came you from padua from bellario from both my lord bellario greets your grace why dost thou whet thy knife so earnestly to cut the forfeiture from that bankrupt there not on thy soul but on thy soul harsh jew thou makes thy knife keen but no metal can no not the hangman's axe bear half the keenness of thy sharp envy can no prayers pierce thee no none that thou hast wit enough to make o oh, be thou damned inexecrable dog and for thy life let justice be accused thou almost makes me waver in my faith to hold opinion with pythagoras that souls of animals infuse themselves into the trunks of men thy courage spirit governed the wolf who hanged for human slaughter even from the gallows did his fell soul fleet 
and while thou layst in thy unhallowed dam, infused itself in thee. For thy desires are wolfish, bloody, starved, and ravenous. Till thou canst rail the seal from off my bond, thou but offendest thy lungs to speak so loud. Repair thy wit, good youth, or it will fall to endless ruin. I stand here for law. This letter from Bellario doth commend a young and learned doctor to our court. Where is he? He attendeth here hard by, to know your answer, whether you'll admit him. With all my heart. Some three or four of you go give him courteous conduct to this place. Meantime, the court shall hear Bellario's letter. Your grace shall understand that at the receipt of your letter I am very sick, but in the instant that your messenger came, in loving visitation was with me a young doctor of Rome. His name is Balthazar. I acquainted him with the cause in controversy between the Jew and Antonio the merchant. We turned o'er many books together. He is furnished with my opinion, which, bettered with his own learning, the greatness whereof I cannot enough commend, comes with him at my importunity to fill up your grace's request in my stead. I beseech you, let his lack of years be no impediment to let him lack a reverend estimation, for I never knew so young a body with so old a head. I leave him to your gracious acceptance, whose trial shall better publish his commendation. And Botea for Balvasar. You hear the learned Bellario, what he writes, and here I take it is the doctor come. Give me your hand. Come you from old Bellario? I did, my lord. You are welcome. Take your place. Are you acquainted with the difference that holds this present question in the court? I am informed thoroughly of the case. Which is the merchant here, and which the Jew? Antonio and old Shylock both stand forth. Is your name Shylock? Shylock is my name. Of a strange nature is the suit you follow, yet in such rule that is Venetian law, cannot impugn you as you do proceed. You stand within his danger, do you not? Aye, so he says. Do you confess the bond? I do. Then must the Jew be merciful? On what compulsion must I? Tell me that. The quality of mercy is not strained. It droppeth as a gentle rain from heaven on the place beneath. It is twice blessed. It blesseth him that gives it and him that takes. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. It becomes the throned monarch better than his crown. His sceptre shows the force of temporal power, the attributes of awe and majesty, wherein doth sit the dread and fear of kings. But mercy is above the sceptred sway. It is enthroned in the hearts of kings. It is an attribute of God himself. And earthly power doth show likest gods when mercy seasons justice. Therefore, Jew, though justice be thy play, consider this, that, in the course of justice, none of us should see salvation. We do pray for mercy, and that same prayer doth teach us all to render the deeds of mercy. I have spoke thus much to mitigate the justice of thy plea, which, if thou follow, in strict court of Venice, must needs give sentence against the merchant here. My deeds upon my head I crave the law, the penalty and forfeit of my bond. Is he not able to discharge the money? Yes, here I tender it for him in the court. Yea, twice the sum, 
If that will not suffice, I will be bound to pay it ten times or on forfeit of my hands, my head, my heart. If this will not suffice, it must appear that malice bears down truth. And, I beseech you, rest once the law to your authority, to do a great right, do a little wrong, and curb this cruel devil of his will. It must not be. There is no power in Venice can alter a decree established. T'will be recorded for a precedent, and many error of the same example will rush into the state. It cannot be. A Daniel come to judgment, yea, a Daniel, O wise young judge, how do I honour thee? I pray you, let me look upon the bond. Here it is, most reverend doctor, here it is. Shylock, there's thrice the money offered thee. An oath, an oath, I have an oath in heaven. Shall I lay perjury upon my soul? No, not for Venice. Why, this bond is forfeit, and lawfully by this the Jew may claim a pound of flesh to be by him cut off nearest the merchant's heart. Be merciful, take thrice thy money, bid me tear the bond. When it is paid according to the tenure, it doth appear you are a worthy judge. You know the law, your exposition hath been most sound. I charge you by the law, whereof you are a well-deserving pillar, proceed to judgment. By my soul I swear there is no power in the tongue of man to alter me. I stay here on my bond. Most heartily I do beseech the court to give a judgment. Why then, thus it is. You must prepare your bosom for the knife. O oh, noble judge, O oh, excellent young man. For the intent and purpose of the law have full relation to the penalty, which here appeareth due to the bond. Tis very true, O oh, wise and upright judge. How much more elder art thou than thy looks? Therefore lay bare your bosom. Ay, his breast, so says the bond, doth it not, noble judge, nearest his heart. Those are the very words. It is so. Is there a balance here to weigh the flesh? I have them ready. Have by some surgeon, Shylock, on your charge to stop his wounds, lest he do so bleed to death. It is not nominated in the bond. It is not so expressed, but what of that? T'were good you to do so much for charity. I cannot find it. Tis not in the bond. Come, merchant. Have you anything to say? But little. I am armed and well prepared. Give me your hand, Bassanio. Fare you well. Grieve not that I am fallen to this for you. For herein fortune shows herself more kind than is her custom. It is still her use to let the wretched man outlive his wealth, to view with hollow eye and wrinkled brow an age of poverty, from which lingering penance of such misery doth she cut me off. Commend me to your honourable wife, tell her the process of Antonio's end. Say how I loved you, speak me fair in death, and when the tale is told, bid her be judge, whether Bassanio had not once a love. Repent not you that you shall lose your friend, and he repents not that he pays your debt, for if the Jew do cut but deep enough, I'll pay it instantly with all my heart. Antonio, I am married to a wife which is as dear to me as life itself, but life itself, my wife, and all the world are not with me esteemed above thy life. 
I would lose all. I sacrifice them all here to this devil to deliver you. Your wife would give little thanks to that if she were by to hear you make the offer. I have a wife whom I protest I love. I would she were in heaven so she could entreat some power to change this courage Jew. Tis well you offer it behind her back. The wish would make else an unquiet house. These be the Christian husbands. I have a daughter would any of the stock of Barabbas had been her husband rather than a Christian. We trifle time, I pray thee, pursue sentence. A pound of that same merchant's flesh is thine. The court awards it, and the law doth give it. O oh, most rightful judge. And you must cut this flesh away from his breast. The law allows it, and the court awards it. Most learned judge, a sentence. Come, prepare. Tarry a little. There is something else. This bond doth give thee here no drop of blood. The words expressed are a pound of flesh. Take then thy bond, take thou thy pound of flesh. But, in cutting it, if thou doth shed one drop of Christian blood, thy lands and goods are, by the laws of Venice, confiscated unto the state of Venice. O oh, upright judge, marked you, O oh, learned judge. Is that the law? Thou shalt see the act, for as thou urgest justice, and assured thou shalt have justice, more than thou desirest. O oh, learned judge, marked you, a learned judge. I take this offer then, pay the bond thrice, and let the Christian go. Here is the money. Soft, that you shall have all justice. Soft, no haste. He shall have nothing but the penalty. O oh, Jew, an upright judge, a learned judge. Therefore prepare thee to cut the flesh, shed no blood, nor cut thou less nor more, but just a pound of flesh. If thou cutst more or less than a pound, be it but so much to make it light or heavy in substance, or the division of a twentieth part of one poor scruple, nay, if the scales do turn but in the estimation of a hair, Thou diest, and all thy goods are confiscate. A second Daniel, a Daniel Jew. Now, infidel, I have thee on the hip. Why doth the Jew pause? Tis thy forfeiture. Give me my principal, and let me go. I have it ready for thee. Here it is. He hath refused it in open court. He shall have merely justice and his bond. A Daniel still say I, a second Daniel. I thank thee, Jew, for teaching me that word. Shall I not have barely my principal? Thou shalt have nothing but the forfeiture. Tis to be so taken at thy peril, Jew. Why then the devil give him good of it? I'll stay no longer question. Tarry, Jew. The law hath yet no hold on thee. It is enacted in the laws of Venice if it be proved against an alien that by direct or indirect attempts to seek the life of any citizen, the party against which he does contrive shall seize one half of his goods, the other half comes to the privy coffer of the state, and the offender's life lies at the mercy of the duke only, against all other voice. In which predicament, I say, thou standst, for it appears, by manifest proceeding, that indirectly, and directly too, 
thou hast contrived against the very life of the defendant. Thou hast incurred the danger formerly by me rehearsed. Down, therefore, and beg mercy of the duke. Beg that thou mayst have leave to hang thyself, and yet thy wealth being forfeit to the state, thou hast not left the value of a court. Therefore thou must be hanged at the state's charge. That thou shalt see the difference of our spirits, I pardon thee thy life before thou ask it. For half thy wealth, it is Antonio's. The other half comes to the general state, which humbleness may drive unto a fine. I for the state, not for Antonio. Nay, take my life and all, pardon not that. You take my house, when you do take the prop that doth sustain my house. You take my life, when you do take the means whereby I live. What mercy can you render him, Antonio? A halter, gratis, nothing else for God's sake. So please, my lord duke, and all the court, to quit the fine for one half of his goods, I am content, so he will let me have the other half in use, to render it upon his death, unto the gentleman that lately stole his daughter. Two things prouded more, that for this favour he presently become a Christian, the other that he does record a gift, here in the court of all he dies possessed, unto his son Lorenzo and his daughter. He shall do this, or else I do recant the pardon that I late pronounced here. Art thou contented, Jew? What dost thou say? I am content. Clark, draw a deed of gift. I pray you, give me leave to go from hence. I am not well. Send the deed after me, and I will sign it. Get thee gone, but do it. In christening thou shalt have two godfathers. Had I been judge, thou shouldst have had ten more, to bring thee to the gallows, not to the font. Exit Shylock. Sir, I entreat you home with me to dinner. I humbly do desire your grace of pardon. I must away this night towards Padua, and it is meet I presently set forth. I am sorry that your leisure serves you not. Antonio, gratify this gentleman, for, in my mind, you are much bound to him. Exeunt, Duke and his trying. Most worthy gentleman, I and my friend have by your wisdom been this day acquitted of grievous penalties, in lieu whereof three thousand ducats. Do unto the Jew, we freely cope your courteous pains withal and stand indebted over and above, in love and service to you evermore. He is well paid that is well satisfied, and I, delivering you, am satisfied, and wherein do account myself paid. My mind hath never yet more mercenary, I pray you, know me when we meet again. I wish you well, and so I take my leave. Dear sir, of force I must attempt you further. Take some remembrance of us, as a tribute, not as fee. Grant me two things, I pray you, not to deny me, and to pardon me. You press me far, so I will yield. Give me your gloves, I'll wear them for your sake. And, for your love, I'll take this ring from you. Do not draw back your hand, I'll take no more, and you in love shall not deny me this. This ring, good sir? Alas, 
It is a trifle. I will not shame myself to give you this. I will have nothing else but only this. And now, methinks, I have a mind to it. There's more depends on this than on the value. The dearest ring in Venice will I give you, and find it out by proclamation. Only for this, I pray you, pardon me. I see, sir, you are liberal in offers. You taught me first to beg. Now methinks you teach me how a beggar shall be answered. Good sir, this ring was given me by my wife, and when she put it on, she made me vow that I should neither sell nor give nor lose it. That excuse serves many men to save their gifts. And if your wife is not a madwoman, and know how well I deserved the ring, she would not hold our enemy forever for giving it to me. Well, peace be with you. Axiont, Botia, and Oesa. My lord, Bassanio, let him have the ring. Let his desirings and my love withhold be valued against your wife's commandment. Go, Graciano, run and overtake him. Give him the ring, and bring him, if thou canst, unto Antonio's house. Away, make haste. Esset quati. Come, you and I will thither presently, and in the morning early will we both fly toward Belmont. Come, Antonio. Exeunt. And Potia and Oesa. Inquire the Duke's house out. Give him this deed and let him sign it. We will away tonight and be a day before our husbands. This deed will be well welcome to Lorenzo. Enter Gratiano. Fair sir, you are well overtaken. My lord Bassanio, upon more advice, hath sent you here this ring, and doth entreat your company at dinner. That cannot be. His ring I do accept most thankfully, and so I pray you tell him. Furthermore, I pray you, show my youth old Shylock's house. That will I do. Sir, I would speak with you. I'll see if I can get my husband's ring, which I did make him swear to keep forever. Thou mayest, I warrant. We shall have an old swearing, that they did give the rings away to men. But we'll outface them and outswear them too. Away! Make haste. Thou knowest where I will tarry. Come, good sir. Will you show me to this house? Excellent. End of Actus Quartus.